it might be believable that he thought that we would destroy civilization in a final catastrophic war. But the idea of the human race reverting back to troglodytes and simple, senseless, inarticulate little people is absurd. As a race, in general, we are already approaching a state of advanced spirituality and scientific sophistication. Certainly we could not revert back to apes and idiots in 800,000 years. More likely, we will be godlike beings colonizing other planets or distant stars. So, since it really makes no sense from a prophetic viewpoint, how could this novel have remained a classic for more than a century, spawned two Hollywood films, and inspired countless sequels and spin-offs? As we will find out, we may have underestimated Wells's prophetic powers, and there may be much more to this story than is immediately apparent. The War in the Air As a prophet, Wells was really unrivaled in his time. Many of the descriptions in his writings were remarkably accurate glimpses of events and situations many years in the future. Perhaps most astounding was his novel The War in the Air, written in 1907 and serialized and published in a British magazine in 1908. By 1907, the Wright brothers had just achieved noteworthy short flights under power. They had taken six flights in the Flyer 3, from 17 to 38 minutes long, the farthest flight distance reaching 24 miles. Outside of the brothers' home base of Ohio, this news was widely greeted with disbelief and skepticism. A major Paris English-language newspaper said in a 1906 headline about the flights, Flyers or Liars. Yet in the Wells novel, in a scenario highly suggestive of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor, a mighty armada of huge German flying machines launches a surprise attack on New York City. Wells says, At that time, Germany was by far the most efficient power in the world, better organized for swift and secret action, better equipped with the resources of modern science and with her official and administrative classes at a higher level of education and training. Once again in the history of progress, it seemed she held the decisive weapon, a strange reference before World War I. Now she might strike and conquer before the others had anything but experiments in the air. Particularly, she must strike America, swiftly, because there, if anywhere, lay the chance of an aerial rival— it was known that America possessed a flying machine of considerable practical value, developed out of the Wright model. But it was not supposed that the Washington War Office had made any wholesale attempts to create an aerial navy. But the American attack was only the beginning. He says further, The attack upon America was to be the first move in this tremendous game. But no sooner had it started then instantly the aeronautic parks were to proceed to put together and inflate the second fleet, which was to dominate Europe and maneuver significantly over London, Paris, Rome, St. Petersburg, or wherever else its moral effect was required. A world surprise it was to be, no less a world conquest. Incredibly, this was precisely the German state of mind 32 years in the future in 1939, when also the German Air Force, was to be the key to blitzkrieg and victory in Europe. 
and in Wells's story, while the German military knew that America was a sleeping giant, they knew it was totally unprepared for an attack from the air. In actuality, when Germany declared war on the United States in December of 1941, the America bomber had been on the Nazi drawing boards for three years. In a speech on July 8, 1938, to German aircraft manufacturers, German Air Marshal Hermann Goering said, I completely lack the bombers capable of round-trip flights to New York with a 4.5-ton bomb load. I would be extremely happy to possess such a bomber, which would at last stuff the mouth of arrogance across the sea. This plan to bomb New York, more than three years before Pearl Harbor, leaves no doubt whatever about the early German war designs. But most prophetic of all of Wells's World War II scenarios...